Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia for this one little month, the last month of the first half of the year. Episode 270, uh, recording live on Sunday, June 4th, 2023. This week, this week, this month, this half year, we're going to talk uh, Rise of the Beasts. All the, all the trailers, everything's out. Uh, it's going to be released this coming week in Australia, early screenings, of course, and... Um, the crew has assembled to discuss it. Uh, Jason, how are you? I'm good. I'm in a very different setting. Like, so we're we're doing we're doing this on Skype. It's very different than what we've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, I've moved to Melbourne. I don't have a very good setup for recording uh, podcasts or live streams or anything at the moment. So um, I am currently sitting on my bed downstairs. There'll be there'll be footsteps up as people walk across the roof above me and all sorts of things. So um, I need to do a little bit of work. I've been in Melbourne for about a month and a half to two months now, and I need to do a little bit of work on, um, you know, getting a space set up down here. And this is why everything's been very quiet mm. since I've moved. Um, it's a good thing this isn't video because people would notice that there is a record player <laughs> just as, a, as an indication of how old, things in this room are there's a record player there <laughs> and I, there's a set of shelves uh up behind me that I've, I've started to put my clothes on because this is my bedroom now. <laughs> so yeah um melbourne life is very different to sydney life mm. um and we'll leave it at that for now so yeah well to tell us about sydney life we got mikey mikey back <laughs> i was about to say does that mean you're like harry are you like harry potter situation you're literally living under stairs <laughs> No, no, I'm just I'm on the lower level of the house. Oh, okay. I thought you were like I thought you were like in a little like Harry Potter situation. Um, yeah, all uh-huh. good. Um, yeah, look, uh, Sydney. Um, yeah, we've been good here. Um, speaking of Rise of the Beast, can I can I can I actually just say I've, I've moved to Melbourne in April. It's bloody cold. It is. Like I I've moved to Melbourne. Like everyone knows, I used to be in Sydney. Like I've moved to Melbourne with a Sydney wardrobe. And my Sydney wardrobe is not coping with Melbourne weather. Um, no. It's yeah, it, it's not it's not good. You're gonna have to buy long everything soon. <laughs> everything of yours is just gonna be long and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. yeah, look, um, being in Sydney's actually been really good for our topic today because we've had a lot of different, we've had a couple of different um, events happening for the movie. We've had obviously uh, to start in the last few months we were. Um, it, uh, invited to the unveiling of the statues at Taronga Zoo, so we had Optimus Prime. Now in Times Square. Yeah, and the funny thing was, yeah, yeah, so here's me here's me being silly thinking it was just one statue going all around the world. There's multiple <laughs> statues. There's, I'm just sure, like, there's, there's two or three I think we worked out a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, in how, can, as well. how can this be in Sydney today and in, like, Singapore tomorrow? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Exactly. Stuff. It's, you know, it's Transformers, you know. There's lots of different things that happen. Um, so, yeah, we were invited to that. That's really cool. They, are, they were so impressive up close, and um, we, we got to get up close and personal with those, so that was great. And then this shirt I'm actually wearing right now, which is the Soundwave variant. <laughs> Is um, from the Radio Velvet and Hasbro um, collab they did at 
King's Comics. King's Comics. Yeah. Yep, for the More Than Meets the Eye art exhibition. So this being one of the art pieces. Um, that went really well. That was a really cool night. And I think overall was quite successful for King's Comics and Hasbro in general. Um, so, so that, so that was the VIP night that we attended, but the exhibition was on for the entire month of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I went to it, multi- I went to it, I think, two more times after the, um, the VIP night. So it went through the whole month of May, was it? No, what, what month was it? April. April. April sorry. I'm getting yeah. my months mixed up. <laughs> yeah, so it was the whole month of April. Um, that went really well. They sold a lot of product. They sold a lot of shirts and posters and all the different items they could sell with these prints on it. And, um, yeah, everyone that I know went uh, absolutely adored it and had a great time. And, um, yeah, so the promotion for this movie has been really good here. Um, I think Jason failed to mention actually something that happened, I think, in the last week for Melbourne that was Transformers related. <laughs> yeah. hey, you, said, you said I failed to mention. I haven't had a chance to mention it. We're going, <laughs> I'll do it we're now. Going, we're, we're going chronologically. I, I want to actually just, because it's been, it's been a while, so let's just chat for a bit, right? Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, we, before you do, we did, we, just before you do, also Max. Welcome, Max. <laughs> Hi, Max. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't been talking because nothing ever happens in Adelaide. Yeah. Well, you are still in it's, Adelaide. So, <laughs> it, it, it is it is true. Unfortunately, nothing does happen in Adelaide. Um, it's been a it's been a poorly kept it's po- it's been a poorly kept secret on the Facebook group. And so, like people who listen to the people who listen to the podcast will will know this anyway because a lot of them would have been in, invited. There are screenings for there are screenings for people of Rise of the Beasts on June the eighth, which is before the public screenings that are happening. But of course. As Max said, nothing happens in <laughs> South Australia. They're in they're in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Perth. They've just neatly jumped over Adelaide. Max Aww. is actually coming to Melbourne this week, and so Max and I will be hanging out. Oh, that's awesome! On the uh, the eighth of June. But yeah, so like, I, I if if you're listening if you're listening to this and in, in the Facebook group and you're like, you know, why didn't I know about this? We couldn't get everyone into it, so we didn't want to make a public post and disappoint everyone about it. But We've gotten as many people as we could mm. into the into the screening for for June the eighth. Um, we've we've prioritised getting club members in instead of just sort of taking members of the public. So um, I hope those of you those of you who have been who have been able to come along to the the screenings on June the eighth. It is it is a, a big it is a big thing that Hasbro and Paramount invited so many fans to these screenings. So mm. we are very grateful to, to them for doing it. Um, and there's going to, there's going to be a big meetup on Thursday for, uh, in Melbourne and in Sydney and in Brisbane and in Perth. And so we're all, we're all really looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's simultaneous meetups. This hasn't actually happened, I think before ever in the club's I think, history. I think it's a thing that we've talked about doing, but this has never happened. So Yes, I yeah. think it's, it's just amazing that they actually, you know, took took time to think about us and actually invite us. So I am actually really grateful for um, them actually doing this and not just like I am. I am actually grateful it's just not Sydney and they've actually spread it not everywhere, but they spread it as far as they could, which they can't obviously do everything. Um, yep. But they they've 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 touched a lot of fans and um, yeah I, I in fact I know I know I know two people who are coming out of Adelaide to to these screenings um, I know I know Max is coming to Melbourne he's not coming to Melbourne for the for the screening but you did modify your schedule so that you could make the screening it and was I know, like um, I I wasn't sure if I was going to Melbourne and then this came up and I was like right. I'm going to Melbourne. I'm going to Melbourne, yes. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Diamond Bolt is heading over to Sydney. 
for the Sydney screen. Oh, wow. Well. I get to meet Diamond Bolt, so that's pretty cool. Is Diamond yeah. Bolt from Adelaide? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you should pop him a message and have a chat. He's probably, he probably lives down the road from you. Be weird, no, yeah, although, although, every once in a while you find out that someone like, lives around the corner. There's like a, a weird amount of like YouTubers and stuff that live in Adelaide. Can I like, can I just on that note, I just found out that one of my Facebook friends who I've had on Facebook for quite some time is literally my next door neighbour. Um <laughs> and he's a Transformers fan and I had no idea. And I was just selling something one day in TCCA. He's just like, oh, hey, you live at 2125. That's cool. Me too. He's like, we had, a, we had a long conversation. He And he sent me a map says, I live here. And then I sent him the map back. And I'm just like, I live right next to you. So, um, <laughs> yes, we are we are now very, very good friends. Not only is he a Transformers uh, uh, fan, he's also an NRL fan. So we, we go to games together. And, um, yeah, so um, good on TCCA for, um, you know, making friendships out of, uh, out of, out of nowhere, which is great. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Friendships happen. Uh, let, 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 let's, let's wind the clock forward slightly. So we talked a little bit about the uh, the Sydney Melbourne Meets the Eye event. Um, what we didn't actually mention about the Sydney Melbourne Meets the Eye event was that uh, a number of members of the community actually had displays mm. there, uh, including yours truly, uh, myself. I had a had a, a glass cabinet full of uh, toys that mean a lot to me and stuff that I like. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of e-hobby figures, shattered glass, animated, and some pins, because that's kind of what happens in my in my Transformers collecting uh, sphere. And uh, I haven't got them back yet. They're some they're somewhere in Radio Velvet's office in Melbourne. Because okay. no, that's fine. There, I know where they are. Oh. Um, and yeah, so because I was in the middle of moving between Sydney and Melbourne at the time, I dropped everything into King's Comics, and then I went to Melbourne because I, I was in the middle of moving back and forth. Uh, and then they packed it all up and they shipped it down to Melbourne for me. So I need to go. I need to go and get it. But where I'm living at the moment, I don't have space to put Transformers up on display or anything. So I'm not really in a rush to get it back. It's just going to go into storage. I've got to be honest. The um, when I when I when I gravitated towards your section, when I just saw you know um, members of the public just looking at your display, everyone loved your pins. Like everyone was were, were drawn to your pin collection. Actually. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually really glad. Um, Eddie Zamet, who's the the curator of the exhibition, said he was also a big fan of the pins. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy for that because I love collecting Transformers pins. I mean, I, lo- I like collecting I like I collect pins, but I'm very specific about the pins. Like people send me a lot of pins. They're just like, do you want any of these pins? I'm like, they're not Transformers, and they're not like tech companies or Google or anything like that. So like. I don't. Um, I just had just had an offer some for some pins from a convention today, and I looked at them. And I'm like, yeah, like that's cool, but like they're cool pins, but I don't need them. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was very happy. Uh, they put my pin board, which I've I've photographed and put in the um, put in the group quite a lot. Um, it's actually a tiny subset of the pins that I have now. I think I think I've got enough pins to fill another couple of pin boards. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I was really happy. It went really well, um, and I thought it was also really good to be able to sort of show what the fan community can do uh, in the Transformers space as well. Yeah, it, it was it was quite quite notable from that front. And of course, the other thing is on that pin board, there's also a pin that I manufactured or paid for the paid for, and uh, I got um, it was the uh, the Matrix pin that I gave out to people at TF Nation in 2019, and um, uh, that was designed by uh, by a, a good friend in Melbourne, Justin Masaru. Um, who will be at the at the screening for us on uh, on Thursday night? Um, love, lovely, lovely gentleman, great member of the community as well. So um, yeah, that was that was the Mother Meets the Eye exhibition. It was it was it was a good good time. 
I did think that it was a little bit funny that uh, it was there to promote the upcoming rise of the beasts. <laughs> Most of us who put figures on display did not have beasts in our display, so it's like, well, there were very few. <laughs> yeah, I did notice. Yeah, oh well. That's true. Um, and so, yeah, as you mentioned, there was a, another event in uh, just the last few days in Melbourne. There was a, a uh, sales event at JB Hi-Fi, now, now rechristened JB, as in J-B-E-E for Bumblebee, at the uh, the JB Hi-Fi Chadson store here in Melbourne. Um, it was it was fantastic. Hasbro turned up and put a bunch of uh, put a bunch of figures up for prizes and just said between 6 and 8 p.m. if you buy a Transformers product. You can spin the wheel and you can walk away with some extra prizes. And they had some, uh, some they had some exclusive dioramas, which is just a sort of nice place to pose some figures, take some photos, that kind of thing. Um, you couldn't get them anywhere else. Those dioramas were a bit of an exclusive. Um, there's a bit of confusion. I've got these, the the, the recording, uh, the the Skype recording. I've got these uh, collectible lanyards that um, Hasbro Hasbro gave me on the night and said these are these are. Um, going to be at JB Hi-Fi stores around the country. People have been going into JB Hi-Fi stores around the country and asking for them and stuff. It's just like, I don't know. That's <laughs> <That's> true, <laughs> yes. I, um, I bought, I was with someone and he bought a Transformers figure and I didn't think to ask for it, but I thought it just would have been automatically given. But yeah, we bought a Transformer and there was nothing, nothing given. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. I was told that they're going to be at all JB Hi-Fi stores around the country. Maybe not. Maybe they'll be next week. I don't know. Um, I, I need to need to find out. Need to find out what's going on with that. But um, it was it was a lovely night. We had we had a lot of Transformers fans, and not just not just TCCA fans as well. Like there's a bunch of people from Transformers. There were even some people who are on TFW 2005 in the Australian sightings thread, and they don't even use Facebook, but they found out about the events uh, in there. And so um, I I'm really happy with the turnout to that event. Um, I turned up at about 10 to 6 and there were just people standing around in the middle of the store waiting for 6pm and they all had Transformers under their arms <laughs> waiting for 6pm so that they could go to the, uh, <laughs> go to the checkout with their, with their Transformers products. So that was really good. Um, Hasbro gave away Titans. Uh, there, were, there was the, the, the blue Omega Supreme, the Guardian Sentinel oh, yeah, Titan. Was, uh, went off a few times. I think that, that was actually the first prize to go off as well. Um, they, were, they were giving away movie tickets, and when they were giving away movie tickets, like people would spin the wheel and they're like, "Oh, I got a double pass to see Rise of the Beasts." Okay, thanks a lot, guys. And they're like, "Those are gold. Those are gold class uh, tickets." <laughs> oh, right, fair enough. Thank you very much. That's much, much better, right? Um, and yeah. And so there was the, the diorama. There were free figures, and I think I don't think I don't think anyone who bought a Transformers item on the night came away disappointed. Some people some people came away with you know two hundred fifty two hundred eighty dollar titans. Some people came away with you know fifty fifty or a hundred dollars worth of figures. Um, it was lovely. The Hasbro folks were really stoked to get out and chat with people in the community. Uh, TCCA is uh, one of one of our Melbourne residents, Alan Jones, uh, turned up wearing a wearing a, a Transformers themed uh, shirt with a lot of comic art on it. And, the Hasbro guys just loved him. They they took photos of him holding Optimus Prime toys, and it was uh, fantastic. 
Um, Simon brought along his Robeson Prime, uh, so we were doing auto auto voice converting demonstrations. And at one point, we tried to get a photo of uh, Alan with an Optimus Prime figure, and we realized that's actually the only Optimus Prime figure that's out of a box in the store. So we had to run off, come back with the Robeson Prime, and get get Alan to pose with some photos for it. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was a it was a really really good time. It was a really fun night. And again, like really thankful thank thank you very much to Hasbro for organizing it. And getting everyone getting everyone together, it was just a lovely time had by all. Mm, nice. Yeah, it sounds absolutely incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah so, um, to finish off the introductions, hi, I'm Brad. You probably haven't heard from me for a while. <laughs> 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 I'm going to try and steer this rusty ship, but I don't know. We're not doing too well so far. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all a bit fine. rusty, and it's it's fine. We're just having it's we're just having a nice little conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I should mention while we're talking about conversation. Uh, all the stuff we're going to be talking about, Rise of the Beast tonight, we're going to be um, just going off the TV spots, frame the discussion around what we've seen, publicly released. We're not really going to talk about uh, reviews, that sort of thing, any sort of spoilers. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not here to spoil a movie. No, no, no. We're not Lorenzo de Divonaventura. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can't see Brad's camera, so we're taking his word for oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to put on an Italian accent. Um <laughs> so last time last time we tried or had a recording was mid-Feb so that would have been just after we got the TV spot for the Super Bowl mm. so since then there's been there's been a dozen trailers there's been 500 TV spots yes. they've showed us a lot of this film um, I mean they, they've shown they've shown the film it's, <laughs> it's been world premiered there's there's reviews and there's a lot of spoilers out there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so anyway going off the trailer obviously Primal's telling telling us that the Maximals have been hiding for a long time uh, seemingly from Unicron and um, we get the shot of Scourge in front of Unicron being sent to Earth to locate the transwarp key so Unicron can traverse the galaxies um, Actually can, can we talk a little bit about the casting for Unicron? Yeah, yep So um, Unicron is voiced by Coleman Domingo Um who may not be super well known to people, but if you've watched *Fear the Walking Dead*, then he's pretty he's pretty well known to pretty well known to us from uh, from that show. Like he has an amazing voice, and I, I reckon I reckon when it comes to Unicron's voice performance, we're probably in for a bit of a treat here. I wonder how much it's going to be modulated and affected, mm. though. Is he, gonna, is he is he very deep and like is he very? Oh yeah, oh, well, that's, so, that's all yeah. we want. He's he's very deep and he's also very charismatic in his performance and stuff as well. At least in, in Fear the Walking Dead. So like you know, it'll be interesting to see what what he sort of brings to see Unicron as well. That's um, what we need yeah, from a Unicron. We just, we just need a deep like bellowing kind of voice, and I think that'll yeah. work really well. Mm. Who, who have we got to Unicron in the past? I mean, obviously Orson Welles in the '86 movie. Oh. We had John. We had John Noble in Transformers Prime. Yeah, he was great. And I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we had for Armada. Uh, I'm yeah. checking now. But not I, anyone it, like it was fine, but it wasn't I, like I straight up can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember either. I remember his voice, but it wasn't anywhere like I think John Noble, Orson Welles, and this guy have the same kind of um kind of depth that you want for Unicron. But I don't think I don't think the Armada Unicron was really going for an Orson Wellesy type thing. I think it was just going for its own thing, so it was Mark Atchison. 
Yeah, and for the cut, I, I also I also actually haven't watched uh, Armada anyway. Like, mm. you know, it's a, not a thing on my radar. Yeah. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think from the, the couple of lines the air quotes character of Unicron had in Beast Wars too. I think like that would have been just David Kale, Gary Chalk, or someone oh, throwing yeah, in those couple of lines because they also it was the same voice when we had the the aliens for the. That, that were in there, so... The Vok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, are you saying Unicron was in Beast Wars? He's yeah, headless, for a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't Unicron, it, it was, was a yeah. illusion by the Vok. Yeah. I think I, I, think I need to, um... I think I probably need to, uh, recuse myself from further Beast discussions <laughs> that I didn't know about. Yeah. So you haven't seen Armada, you haven't seen Beast Wars, come on, Chase. Go yourself a Transformers fan. Yeah, you got to sort of touch on I'm, the I'm a Transformers fan. <laughs> Uh, I suppose you know, if I had hadn't seen these shows, I just wouldn't admit it. I just you know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, this is the difference between you and IMAX. I think it's funnier to admit it. <laughs> I just I, I just gonna, I just gonna pretend to be an expert in anything. And you know what? It's a it's a fifty fifty chance of like you know is has someone listening to this watched Beast Wars? Probably not. Yeah. So <laughs> just, you can just make up whatever shit, and they're not gonna you may they're not gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will. Sure, <laughs> um, I also mention too, we did mention it briefly in the pre-show, but uh, everywhere this has been marketed as Transformers 7 on the merch, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we know it takes place in 1994. Jason? I'm not actually really... I'm not on board with it being marketed as Transformers 7. Like, it isn't in the logo. It is in the toy listings, yeah. because it's, it's, it is the seventh Transformers movie, so... It's simply a simply a delineation of like what movie is this from, and it's MV7 on like studio series listings. But I don't think it's fair to say it's being marketed as Transformers Seven. It's definitely just Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. People are just going, yes, it's the seventh Transformers movie. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Max, I think you posted in the Facebook group the. Uh... Netflix or one of the streaming services that's uh, got the last night back up in the top ten films to watch or whatever at the stage too. So maybe the general public sort of looking at the last night and thinking I've got to see this before I see the next film as well. I know we speculated. Yeah, well, I, I, I actually reckon that, that I reckon the last night may have enjoyed a very late resurgence <laughs> because Unicron has turned up in the trailer, the trailer. The Rise of the Beast. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, shit, I need to. I need to watch the last thing that had Unicron in it. So <laughs> may, maybe, maybe it's not so bad that it's actually you know front of mind for people and and uh, revising it. Also, I do want to point out you you've you said in the show notes that streaming services are bumping it back into the top ten, but like that's people watching yeah, it yeah, that's bumping yeah. it into the top ten. Like that's that is that is absolute viewer ratings going in and going. Oh, I better watch this movie again. So I, I think it's interesting that they've all everyone seems to have forgotten Bumblebee. But yeah. Mm. The, the film that's actually in the same good. continuity as this one, and yeah. also good. yeah. Well, apparently <laughs> we're talking about if we're talking about you know reboots and continuity and all of that. It's you know you can um it up until this point, and then you go well in the last night Unicron is Earth, mm-hmm. and in this movie uh, he well, is. Hey, 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 you don't know what's going to happen no. by the end of this movie, I... or I'm going to say by the end of this trilogy because okay. this. The, the the reports are saying that this is really setting this up for a trilogy, and this is the start of a, a new three film three film setup. Yeah, yeah, we know the. I'll, I'll the wait and see if Unicron 
when it becomes uh, <laughs> in the next few well we see in the trail the hmm. big the big circular hole in the earth opening up and there's there's some sort of device that's going to repel him or suck him into earth or something that's going to come i suspect i haven't seen that part of it <laughs> oh well yeah anyway <laughs> oh is that that's that's like the big the big battle that's going on in the trailer yeah yeah even though that looks nothing like Prue. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see what sort of law they throw forward here with, with Unicron because we do get Prime telling us it's not our war um, and that in the trailer too. So obviously he should know who Unicron is. Um, Can I just quickly say, yep. if if this is uh, not a reboot, how did everyone from the 90s forget what Transformers were... Uh, in in 2007, how come Transformers was a foreign concept to them in 2007? If in the 90s they Mikey, had a monster eating planet about to eat the planet. Mikey, have you have you paid any attention to like the post COVID world and everyone has forgotten what happened a couple of years prior? <laughs> Maybe I yeah. guess, but like you think you think a giant eating monster planet thing coming no, out of the sky it, would be very memorable. The, the way is, I see this it, this is, is that, the thing, right? Now go on, like, Max. Like okay. The way, the way I say it is, the Bay movies aren't very good. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> in between each movie, Ma- Max, a lot I'll of things honest, just I was, I was get... expecting you to say something more controversial there. Go on. Um, like, in between each movie, like they just sort of forget things. Like The cast just changes out of nowhere. That's Characters true. just stop and start out of nowhere. So it's kind of like, if it is part of that same continuity, then changing shit completely inexplicably without making any sense whatsoever between movies would actually be perfectly in character and would fit the continuity. You mean like you mean like introducing a new an entirely new faction that's always been on Earth? Yeah, exactly exactly like that. If it is one of the, if it is in the same continuity, that makes perfect sense. This is just the rules of the game. <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not forget that Bumblebee was already on Earth in World War Two, according to yes, the last. Even though he just came to Earth, yeah. <laughs> it's serialized yeah. storytelling. But like, serialized they storytelling, already, they just they already the right did this between, like between Revenge of a Fallen and Dark of Moon, between Dark of Moon and AOE, like they just chopped and changed yeah. whatever. Like it was just like maybe that was all good. and seeing what sticks. Mm. So if I, if these things, if we say, oh well, these movies are. Incom- like these new movies are incompatible with the old Bay movies, or the Bay movies are incompatible with the Bay movies. So, you know, it's. I, I, I was, I was going to say, Brad, Brad said it's serialized storytelling, and I said it's just in the wrong order. So basically, that turns it into the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> well, yeah, we want that. I'm watching, uh, doing a first watch of uh, TNG at the moment, and just how how stuff was told, stories were told back then. It's it's very jarring. <laughs> Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you say you're doing a first watch yes. of TNG? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Are you are you doing it because you want to like get up to Picard now? I've already watched Picard, so now I'm going back. Yes. Yeah, so it really is the Fast and the Furious storytelling style for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you've had you've had your Tokyo Drift moment. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> Voyager. Get up to it. Yeah. That was Voyager. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're, stretch- we're stretching this analogy. Yeah, right. yep, yep. Um, as you said, Jason, uh, stuff in, uh, introduced here, the, pro- the beast being on Earth without us knowing it. Uh, we get the Terracons brought in here too, led by Scourge. 
uh, our new minions for the film. No Predacons. So I, I hate everyone calling this the Beast Wars movie when we don't even have Predacons in this. Can, 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 I, can I just point out? I just, there's a couple, couple of things I need to point out. Yeah. We have been told that all the factions are in the film, right? Okay. We've even been told that there's Decepticons. We haven't seen any Decepticons That's... in any of the pre, pre-release info. Um, we were we were told that uh, Transit. Who's the the, the mm. one that transforms into a school bus as a Decepticon, but also late word appears to be the transit has been cut. Which is the film. a absolute crime because anyway. we. Oh, I'm just saying. I've always wanted a bus transformer. We were so close. We had a live action bus transformer, and then he he, would, he looked pretty funky. But like, we don't really know. I anyway. It'd be amazing if he was, but yeah, I'm just saying if he is cut, sad. Well, um, it might, it might, it might turn up in the, the directors. The director said it might be in the deleted scenes. Yeah, it, but like, I hope a fully rendered deleted scene. I don't want just one of those storyboard things. But uh, yeah, but um, but um, Brad, what about the Scorponox? We've seen Scorponox in the trailer. They're they're Predacons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are they are they are they, are they Predacons or are they Terracons? They're like it's. Or is there small know, there's toys out of that Scorponok, which with the box art being the Scorponok model from the movie, and the faction symbol is a Predacon. Okay. Oh, okay. It's just that that, that seems to correlate with being a mass-produced Unicron, Terracon thing, rather than an actual individual name, Scorponok. in one... I think in the, the official trailer, we do see a very short glimpse of something that looks like a dragon or maybe a pterosaur kind of transformer, like a big big kind of beast that could be a Predacon just before <laughs> like you see that scene where Bumblebee gets stabbed at the at the museum. So but that's that's all in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. Um so uh well, there is something there's some kind of big winged beast mm-hmm. that's I think maybe spouting fire or something. That may be a Predacon, may also be a Terracon, but it's something. It could be. Who knows? Well, we don't know yeah. until we see the movie. Yeah. I don't know. The, but... the other thing I want to point out, I just want to point out, there's a promotional pin pack that's going around in Asia that has five faction logos in it to promote Rise of the Beasts, Autobot, Decepticon, Maximal, Predacon, and Terracon. Okay. So by that, we should have all factions. Yeah, that's right. And being being a Transformers movie, I would not be surprised if they just go, well, we need a Megatron, let's throw Transmetal 3 Megatron in there and just have Dragon Megatron and skip all these Oh, that'd previous. be sick <laughs> if it was that. That would be really, really good. Yeah. Um, but, well, interestingly, I don't know if it has anything to do with the movie or if it's just a incorrect... Um, or if it's just incorrect packaging, but the, the box for the tow truck, whose name is Battletrap... Uh, the box for Battle Trap has a picture of his face, and on the top of his, the head of his, the crest of his head is a Decepticon symbol. So unless that's just a mistake on that part or whatever, my theory is, and it's just a theory. There's nothing confirming this. My theory is the most of the Terracons are like Decepticons that have been brought back to life, and they have some kind of power which makes them actually more of a threat than just a Decepticon. So that's why, unless it could just be a complete stuff up from the uh, whoever was making the render of Battle Trap, but Battle Trap does have a Decepticon symbol on his head, so he could have been a, maybe a Decepticon in his former life, and maybe went to the Terracons. Who knows? But there's that. 
Yeah, so my internet how just cut out. How unlike Unicrons are... <laughs> yeah, how unlike Unicron, yeah. yeah. How, how, how unlike Unicron to reanimate dead Transformers. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like we've never seen that happen before. So yeah. yeah. And it sort of makes sense too because we sort of look at the design of Scourge and he does look a lot different robot form than what... Uh, Nightbird and the other Terracons are, so maybe, yes, he was sent to Earth by Unicron and he's either recruited um, defected, detect, well, defected Decepticons or, uh, or yeah. I've got to say, I love the fact that in all of this speculation, we can, we can, we can link this stuff back to, back to historical Transformers lore and there's not an expectation that this movie is going to step all over it. I think... I think there's a lot of there's a lot of expectation, a lot of early buzz from the film is that it's actually really faithful to the lore that's come before, even if it's a new spin on stuff. And it's like, yep, sure, we found a new way to have Autobots and Maximus coexist on Earth, but you know, Terracons, Unicron, all of this stuff links into things that have come before, and I think it's very respectful of the source materials. Well, yeah, and more so to remind me and those of the listening that don't, uh, Terracons, they were a combiner team from G1, weren't they? Different beasts? Is... Yeah, so you got like Hunger, Ripper Snapper, yeah. Cutthroat. Oh, he's testing me. Hunger, Ripper Snapper, Cutthroat. Uh, Hunger, Ripper Snapper, Cutthroat, Blot. Blot. Hunger, Ripper Snapper, Cut. Hold on. Twin. Dinner Twin. This is like yeah, the 12 blot. days yeah. of Christmas. Every time you And they formed Abominus. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, obviously not bringing those in. They're just using the name Terracons. That we know of. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I, I think in this context, Terracons. I mean, because Terracons have meant a couple. They've meant that yeah, group, okay. and they've meant Unicron things and associated things a couple different times. Yep. yep. In yeah. Prime, in they were. Context, it's... Yeah, exactly. In Prime, they were reanimated zombies from Unicron's blood. So you know, which is Dark Energon. So yeah. Who knows? Yep. All right, um, moving on, we'll touch on the cast now. Seemingly small that we know of again, uh, small sort of cast on all the factions that we know of. Um, Mirage and Noah are all over most of the TV spots in that RC, Wheeljack, Bumblebee, Stratosphere and Prime himself. Uh, again, when we talked last time, we hadn't had some of the character art come forward, namely Wheeljack and Stratosphere. Uh, some of the issues fans have had uh, seemingly going back to the, the goofy uh, stereotypical bay designs uh, we're going to see in a week's time just how stupid and goofy those those things look uh, when you do compare them to uh, the, the Terracons I, okay. I think I reckon they're likely to just be fine I, I, I mean all of this all of this speculation and complaining like there's as long as the movie's not out, people will find things to discuss and they'll find things to complain about. I, and, I have I have two things to say on this stupid, goofy uh, debate. Uh, one is, look, every giant plane Autobot that we've had so far has been a senile old man. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't mind. It's fine. Um, as long as Stratosphere is an interesting character, he's voiced by John DiMaggio, which is a win because he's fantastic. Um, and... From the like small thing, there was this very short TV spot that showed, yes, he's a fumbling old senile gigantic robot. He's like he's huge, like he's like a size of a building. Um, 
uh, hopefully he's... I think he'll actually... Be, he looks cool, and I think he'll be an interesting character. So I think he'll be better than Jetfire. I'm hoping we don't get him farting parachutes like Jetfire did, because that was <laughs> really really silly. He did cough up some kind of motor or a transformer head when he landed, which was interesting, but anyway. Um, so I, I have faith in him being a good character. Um, but then the other major thing was, speaking of silly designs, is Wheeljack. And... Um, I watched an interview. There's this really cool kid on YouTube called Alfonso. Um, he didn't. He's been doing really cool interviews with the cast and crew, and he actually somehow got an interview with uh, the director Stephen Cabell Jr. And one of his questions was, "Okay, hey, look, in the Travis Knight movie, Wheeljack looked really cool, really faithful, and really G1." Um, he says, "What was your thinking to make him basically look completely different in this movie?" And according to the director, Stephen Cappell Jr., um, there is a reason why Wheeljack looks like this, and it's not just pulled out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So he is hoping that stands to truth, and we get a really cool reasoning for why he goes from looking very much like a cartoon Wheeljack to a stereotypical nerd wearing um, overalls. Um, but that being said, I like the design. Um, like, it's fine. Like movie bots look different to what we think, so I don't care. Do you know um, what? I've, I've, I've only ever read the, dis, the the problem with Wheeljack as being the, the face design. I've never really... I've never clocked anything about overalls. Yeah, so funnily enough, he has overall... It's, I like... I, I think it's quite quirky and funny and, like, cool. But, like, um, so if you look at his design, he has seat belts, like, in, like... <laughs> strewn down his uh, chest as kind of overall type thing, which is kind of cool. But he's going for the whole, you know, 90s nerd type of look, and look, it's fine. I don't care. I'm just really happy that we have our first combi transformer, so at least that's yeah. going to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just saying that, I am happy with... Uh, I, I think the way that this movie's like, progressing, I think it'll be a great movie, and things that people have issues with will hopefully be resolved by watching the movie and Hopefully everyone can enjoy the changes. So, yeah. Mm. And Stratosphere better be a leader figure. <laughs> I'm actually hoping for bigger than leader, because he's a big boy in the movie. Okay. Um, the little he... short that I've released, he is, like, like... He completely towers over them. He's, like... He's huge. Mm. You know, it's the size of, like, G1 Omega Supreme versus Optimus Prime. It's that kind of big. Yeah, because he's sitting on the sitting on the side of the hill. He's, like... He, he's sitting in the position that Omega Supreme... He's sitting the way that Omega Supreme was sitting when he was talking to Prime, which was cool. Um, so I'm actually hoping for a Commander, maybe Titan, but we're probably not. Movie Titan <laughs> would be pushing it, but it would be, it would be oh, awesome. Oh, look, like, uh, imagine just a gigantic plane transformer. How cool would that be? Just, oh, no, I, I would love it. I'm just like, I, I don't think it'll happen, no. but it would be incredible. We can dream, though. Well, I need we something can. to do after after the menace, Nemesis, so you never know. <laughs> don't rule it out. We'll see how much it, the movie makes, how much they want to promote that stuff. But... Um, Stratosphere, what else we got? We got Prime, Prime's doing his I'm Optimus Prime, same old, same old. Um The Beasts, I think they all look they all look pretty good. Primal Rhinox, mm. Cheetor and A Razor. Uh again we're gonna see yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say as well, and I d I haven't haven't read any reviews or spoilers about this, but I was told a few months ago that there's actually a lot more beasts in this film than we've seen in the trailers. Yep. And the, and in the the pre-release stuff. So I don't think I don't think that's it. 
for the uh, for the Maximals, but maybe the others might be sort of like less speaking parts. They might just yeah. be in the background and stuff. But I'm pretty sure that there's a lot more beasts in here. There's well, we know one... that Ape, Ape Link's yeah. in it. He, he and yeah. he's been shown. He's the um. So Ape Link has been shown in multiple trailers. So he's the one that looks like Primal, but he has the big. He's all silver with red eyes, and he has the blades on his arms. So oh, that's really? Ape. Yeah. Yep. So that yeah. that. I originally when I love the character Ape. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, I just it's it's a Bokkon character. Imagine we're getting a Bokkon character in a Michael Bay. Uh, sorry, in a in a live action movie. No, that's um, pretty awesome. So when I was watching that trailer, I'm just like, oh, okay. So this is pre Optimus Primal when he looks a bit different. But no, apparently that's apparently, or at least what I'm going off on my my head canon, He's like the leader of the Maximal Planet or whatever it is. Because apparently maybe the plan the Maximals come from their own planet or something is what I'm kind of. Piecing That's together from very much what it looks like. Yeah, like, and I, I'd say it's like probably what they called Eucharist. Something like yeah, the the, the planet of the beasts, and like I I would just see I see him as maybe the leader at the time. Maybe this was a flashback or something, and um, he's like the big leader, and then you know a commotion ensues, and then he dies. Maybe by Scourge's hand, possibly. I don't know. Who knows? Well, one and of the, one of the spots they released has him fighting Scourge. Yeah. And, like, Sorry. I think we can, like, just based on trailers, we can pretty reliably say, like, Unicron's going to eat that planet. And it's <laughs> Which sucks. Because we, we, we see yeah. him eating a planet in the trailer, and then, you know, Primal's got a line about, oh, darkness has found us once again. So, like, to me, that <laughs> reads, like... Seems, seems, seems good to stand to reason. Yeah. 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 And also, I mean, if we're... Depends how... Spoilery, like based on how spoilery you want to get based on like publicly available promo material. Mm. But uh, there is the track listing from the soundtrack. Oh, um, oh I'm avoiding those. Yeah, let's okay, not. Don't, let's don't, not. Don't, right, uh, not, yeah. so not, not the score, but the soundtrack. So songs that weren't yeah. made for the film, but that are being oh. inserted into the film. Okay. Well, yeah. that's all right. Because uh, apparently I've heard that there are scores in that in the soundtrack that say like oh this character killing this character or something like that i don't know yeah I'm i've seen the track listing it's oh, like, absolutely like that okay so i don't want i want to avoid that yeah i wasn't going to go into that stuff but i was going to say um the soundtrack specifically so like things like you know the um on my soul the you know rap song that's, that they did that, that's song. the soundtrack but the first Oh, stop me if it's getting too spoilery. But the first, track I, 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 I just want to hear you. I just want to hear you dance around this because I know what you're getting at. But the, the, the first, <laughs> the first track listed in that soundtrack is Unicron's theme from the '86 movie. No, yes, that's Unicron not a spoiler. Yeah, that yeah, was that was yeah. released. Yeah. So the cool thing, it's not really a spoiler, I'd say. So it's sort of like it's, it's sounding to me like if that stuff plays in order, it's going to open a Unicron. He's going to eat that planet. I hope so. That, imagine if it just, do, yeah, that'd be great. And that I do, I, I do want to point out. I do want to point out, this is not necessarily music that's used in the movie. It's the songs from and inspired by um, album, right? So, yes, the 86 Unicron theme may be on it. I reckon you might hear it in the background. It might be playing on a, on a stereo or something somewhere in the film, but I don't think it's going to be actually played directly I, in the background of the movie. I think a edited like a, a modern version like so they put that in there as just like oh, oh no oh so like the score may echo but generally with this stuff like when it says on this album it says it's unicron's theme by vince de cola blah, blah blah it is actually that track from that soundtrack that will feature on this soundtrack because they pulled 
tracks it. It's like when when they say, you know, oh, it's um, you know, like something something from Will Smith. It's not a re-recorded version. It's it's that song, you know. Yeah. So like. I think you'll find that it will be on that soundtrack album, but I don't think it will necessarily be played as background music in the movie to the background you, of the scene as it was in the 86 movie. Are you saying it's similar to how we got the touch on the radio, on Bumblebee's radio in um, yeah. Bumblebee? Yeah, yeah I, 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 think that's, I think that's likely. Having said that, I'm, so, and I'm, I'm a bit of a soundtrack buff, and I'm completely unfamiliar with the work of the the um, the guy who's doing the score for this movie, so I don't I don't, like the thing is that the the Vince DiCola soundtrack to the '86 movie, as much as I absolutely adore it, it's very much an electronic um, sort of score of its time and synthesizer stuff, and I, I don't know, I don't think it I don't think it fits very well with sort of like the idea of a, a modern movie score. At the same time, this this movie does seem to have its seem to have its musical uh, its musical roots very firmly in the 90s, which is not that far removed from the 80s. So, yeah, may, maybe maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a bit of it. But like, I just think I, I just think the presence of this on the score album, uh, sorry, on the soundtrack album, does not actually necessarily mean it will be in the movie. I think it's just a nice little uh, throwback and an Easter egg. Yeah, but, but it will be, and it will be fantastic. So it's good. <laughs> and <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it, it totally will be the first thing that you hear in the film now that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a full six minutes, nothing yes. else. It was just a whole yeah. year yeah. from that. And, and I, I, believe, I believe I believe Lorenzo is actually spying on this film, and he's actually sending out a new edit of the film that just it play it plays the entirety of Unicron's theme start to finish and then fades to black and there's just a, a single line of text that comes up that says fuck you Jason <laughs> yes this is what you get for saying it's a reboot mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah, yeah. and uh, as soon as the trailer came out Jason I know we've talked and, and this is not an original idea at all but the fact that you can see Unicron attacking a planet with rings around it's not Earth whether or not this movie opens with him attacking just like the original uh, 86 movie and maybe it's primal, I reckon the idea... maybe it's primal and crew that are taking up the spot of Arborus or Abus whatever is those yeah, robot names um, maybe, yeah yeah I, I I think I think the I think the idea that perhaps the film opens with Unicron attacking a, a planet and eating a planet just as if just as we saw in the 86 movie mm. I love that I love that that's I love that we this is even a discussion that we're having that this could actually be how this thing's maybe like like, do you do, do you feel do you feel this just sense of excitement and the possibilities of this movie now? Like, there's, you know, it, it's it, it's not an anti-Bay thing or anything like that. It's just there's all there's we've waited so long for a movie that's actually going to respect the law and do all of these things. And mm-hmm. it's like you know we've got we've got a movie that it's got Unicron in it. He's a giant planet. Um, there's there's Beast Wars characters. There's our favorite G1 characters. It's like all of this stuff is being thrown into a thrown into a blender, and who knows what the hell is going to come out the other side? But it's going to be it's going to be something new, and we're we're act- we're pretty excited about it. And like I said, I, it feels like it's pretty respectful of the law and what's come before. So I, I, I'm just I'm just I'm staggered. Here we are, like we are 39 years into this franchise. We're 30 36 37 years removed from this original movie. But we're still we're still talking about it and its influences on what's coming out now in a major Hollywood production. So uh, I, I I think it's I think it's fantastic. I, I, I'm quietly hopeful that this movie could 
just knock knock the pants off any Transformers fan. And again, now it's, you've it's said that. It's a real palpable <laughs> sense of like just like joy almost to it, where it is, like you said, it's like this is a Transformers film. Like you know, like having had a few reports, like the way people talk about it, it sounds like the robots are on screen all the fucking time. And the mm. trailers, like y- y- you watch these trailers, you don't have the U.S. military, you don't yes. have, you know, like some juvenile, like <laughs> fake humor thing, like Sam going to college. It's like, you, you, I mean, the military is the big one. It's like just not having the whole thing being a recruitment drive for army the U.S. Porn. Army, mm. yeah, army porn. like. Well, apparently, you know, apparently, State Revenge Department of the Fallen is and approved. Yeah, apparently, there is a mention of Revenge of the Fallen, which I don't know how when it hasn't happened yet. But um, some scenes in that. But um, hmm. interestingly, uh, I don't know. Oh yes, uh, everyone of course loved the the two two minutes and nine seconds of the intro of Bumblebee. What's the bet? It ends up just being the uh, shot for shot Unicron destroying a planet here at the start of this movie, and it descends into chaos and bayism after that. <laughs> well, that's... that's. Uh, I'm hoping that we get something to... I hope we get, like, a really fun start. Like, yeah, a really fun start would be Unicron, like, coming in and then you seeing all these, you know, Maximals and... Um, I'm guessing, because, like, we're all thinking that, you know, um, at least Scourge will be there at that time and he's the Herald. He's, like, the... He's, like, Galactus's Herald. He's Unicron's Herald. Um coming down and like preparing the planet to die and or preparing the planet to be consumed um and then he takes out the you know the major threats so he'll probably take out ape link and most of the maximals and predacons that live there it's not that we're not actually sure if this planet contains predacons or maybe predacons come from another planet or whatever but he prepares the planet to be consumed like a huge battle with hopefully as jason said lots of beasts ensues and um yeah, then we just have, I guess, possibly a lot of the Maximals and possibly Predacons escaping the planet just like they did in Cybertron, like they escaped Cybertron in the Bumblebee movie. But except in this part, Cybertron just dies and goes offline uh, in the Bumblebee movie or just, you know, goes dormant. This planet will just completely be consumed, and that would be really cool, and hopefully to the soundtrack of the Unicron medley. <laughs> Um, so... Yeah. Um, well, we should mention... I like, it. I, like, I, like, I like when we say the Unicron medley. It makes it sound like a nice, joyous, and, <laughs> and light, 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 fluffy song. No, it is not. It is very hardcore. It is, it is a bit of a bop. <laughs> you know? It's, it's, it's a head bopper. Like, uh, yeah, like, it, after the first, like, 40 seconds or so, it's like, you know... Yeah, it's good. You know, it makes you forget that the planet's, like, dying it's just like yeah it's just like you're really hyped for all these people or this mass genocide yeah. so it's great yeah. um good fun. good fun um but yeah I'm, I'm really excited for this and and just just to touch on before we, we've been waiting for this movie a lot longer than we should have been because it should have come out ages ago but like the fact that they've you know um they've put a lot uh, of effort into it and they've made a lot of changes since the original like the, the original movie could have been a lot different to what it is now so i think they've by taking the extra year then because this movie was supposed to be out more than a year ago yeah but yeah. hopefully um the changes they've made makes up for that and we get a really good movie and we, there's less than a week to go so let's go mm-hmm. yep um 
Damn it. I keep leaving my train of thought. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I suppose, yeah, as we've said before, all the different factions in this. Uh, the bit of Beast Wars lore with the beasts coming well after uh, G1 and that in the time frame, but here they've sort of spun around and now the beasts seem to be the precursors to everything else but um i suppose i i i, so I, I haven't seen enough trailers to ascertain that but i always think the i always think the spin of the beasts coming later in the in the g1 law is it's a really difficult one to explain for um for audiences so mm-hmm. i think if they I, I think if they come up with a different origin for the beasts, i'm fine but yeah like, yeah I, I, I think it's okay well it's the only way yeah. you're going to get Prime and all that to interact with that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we've we've talked a bit about Scourge. He's didn't appear on the uh, any of those trails or TV spots for a little bit, but once he did come in, obviously Max, you mentioned it before, <laughs> running through Bumblebee. We'll see how long that <laughs> lasts. Um, he's got the he's got the faction logos all on his arms as well. Obviously trophies. I don't want to see him die in this movie. The, this franchise has a bad run streak of killing its big bad <laughs> and then having to find a way of bringing that big bad back in the following film. It's a shame. This could have easily been Lockdown. We know in Age of Extinction that uh, Lockdown and Prime had some uh, sort of... They'd met before. I know you wouldn't have been able to kill Lockdown in this movie, but... Um, more, more so. I just want it's, more a, it's an interesting but... thought, actually. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I think I think it's an interesting thought. Yes, um, I, I think you're right. It, it could easily have been locked down, but also I think cinematically that's retreading ground that's gone before in a a movie that didn't necessarily perform uh, to expectations. So I would say the there would be a lot of resistance to actually making Lockdown the bad guy for a second film. Yeah, but there's no. In saying that, there's no nothing that says they can't do it because, like, they could just completely change his look, change his voice yeah. actor, and then just have a version in the background, not being the main villain or anything. Like, he could be the villain in the next or the next or the next movie. I got to say, like, The Last Night and Age of Extinction are pretty poor films, especially The Last Night. <laughs> um, but uh, at least Age of Extinction had a decent villain, and Lockdown was really really cool. It just sucked that there was so much of that other stuff in that movie um but yeah i i personally like well lockdown's one of my favorite char- characters in general so like i wouldn't mind seeing a, re- a new version of him or, or even him resurging in these movies well we know why because obviously we've got unicron here so we need we need his heralds or or we need to be able to use the name scourge since i don't think it's been added to anything in the movie character list before no. except for some random toy somewhere that may have been a one-step changer but, yeah, you're obviously going to have Scourge here, even though he's not going to look anything like uh, previous versions of the character. But, the winged, um, yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's, well, he's a... Of course, he's got to go up against Prime, so he's going to be a, a different version of a semi-truck uh, for the toy. <laughs> I mean, he's the, closest, he's the closest thing to, like, character arc-wise. Scourge is a herald of Unicron, and they're both heralds of Unicron. Um but then they're ta- they're taking they're taking a couple of uh, cues from different versions of Scourge. So obviously the Herald of Unicron part is the G1 Scourge, but the design and the truck alt mode is more of the RID Scourge. Um, but that Scourge was a kind of a 
kind of a clo- kind of a clone of Optimus Prime, which could be in this movie. There are some fan theories that um, the Optimus Prime from the future is Scourge, which has not been confirmed or denied yet. Okay. Um, I personally did think it for a while, but then I also thought it was weird, and I don't really believe it anymore. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I want it to happen. Like I, see, think, the, the, I think it'd be the, really good if they did. But the it's thing not that happen. points towards it being true is clearly Scourge's face design is the Terracon mask, and it is a mask. Like he's hiding something. We just don't know what he's hiding because it's just it's kind of like Tarn from the IDW comics. He was hiding his true um, his true alias. So. Um, and if you, there's been a couple of close-ups of his head that have similar sculpts. I'm not saying it's true or not, but have similar sculpts to the Bayverse Prime's head design. So there is that. But then again, these movies are notorious for reusing parts yes, from yeah. other Transformers to make new Transformers. So I'm hoping it's just like a throw-off. It's one of those things that they put out there to say, oh, we're going to start the discussion, we're going to have a big discussion around it. And we're gonna, you know, have fan theories and make fan theories and everything. I personally don't think it's gonna happen, but I like that it's a possibility. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Even there's been occurrences where I've just straight up used existing character designs and just slapped a different name on them to sell a different. Bone Crusher has been in like every single Transformers <laughs> movie, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's in this movie somehow. Yeah. He's literally in Revenge of the Fallen. He's just driving in the background. In Dark of the Moon, he's just in Chicago, just I don't know, <laughs> having fun. It's, it's, so, it's him and Long Haul. Long Haul as well. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep definitely. Yeah, so it, it's weird. Yeah. So anyway, that's um, start to close off a bit here on the movie itself. Uh, there's been posts online. Like you've met, we've all mentioned Bloody Bonaventura a few times. Sort of shit he's saying. Um, someone come out like on one of the news sites saying what a complete mess the production of this film is. You've seen the trailers, like we're all excited for it. Go and see the film and make up your own opinion. Don't listen uh, to people that are writing stories and aren't necessarily fans just reacting. Can I just say, Brad, on that point, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure that was a very, very early screening of the movie where the CGI wasn't done. So that's why he said it was an unwatchable mess. They literally just put it out there to show the story. Oh, okay. But lots of the CGI wasn't done. So this is why this person, this one person who saw this screening, <laughs> said it was bad because it was an unfinished movie with a lot of, like, it was probably not even the full movie. But this person saw this one thing and didn't say, oh, they didn't preface it by saying, oh, this is an un- incomplete movie. They just prefaced it by saying, this movie is shit, don't go watch it. Mm-hmm. and that's one person so far. The people who have seen the completed movie has said it's one of the best Transformers movies that's been released yet, yep. and probably Bumblebee just may be beating it, but who knows. But that one person saw an incomplete movie, so that's that's what i got to say. Well, that, yeah, you, you get 100 comments on a post or something, that one negative one's what everyone's going to focus on, so that's a bit fully understandable. On Max, I remember you posted like between a couple of TV spots of... Bit of a change in prime CG design as well, and for like for the most part, the CG throughout the the lineup, the trails and all that's been pretty. It looks pretty good. So unlike yeah, it started off looking a little little iffy, but it's it's definitely improved as time's gone on. And right now, I think it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, the yeah. the first trailer prime looked a bit janky. I'll, be, I'll admit, but every every trailer since he's looked a lot better. Yeah, so that's fine. yeah, the whole thing right now looks crisp as anything. Yeah. I think there was a point when we looked at the first trailer and I said, like, you know, some of the some of the scenes with, like, I think RC hanging out the side of Wheeljack, and I'm like, the, 
the road just looks like it's blank, like the, it's, it, there's nothing there. And now in the later scenes, there's a lot more texture on it. There's, there's like all of these shots that were in the early trailers, they were unfinished. And Interesting. I, and I, I pointed this stuff out, and people were just like, you're an idiot. It was, un, it was unfinished CGI. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Interesting you, you say that. There's possibly something hidden in that scene. Uh, I don't want to say it because it possibly could be a spoiler, but the the reason why RC is reacting like that, going like "ah," oh, is because someone might be getting hit by that missile. So, and that and that person or that thing is missing from that. So that's been edited out of that scene. <laughs> so that's I've I've heard something along those lines. Um, but yeah, not, so yeah, I think it would not be the first time trailers have been edited. So. We see stuff that is not in the film or changed differently in the film. Well, can I say, when, when, speaking of trailers, it reminds me of the Dark of the Moon trailer. Speaking of how poorly these trailers can be put out, um, remember in the Dark of the Moon trailer, it shows that scene where literally Sam, Sam is being rescued by Bumblebee, but Starscream's head's blowing up. And it's just like, they're showing a major character dying in this <laughs> in this trailer. That's pretty crap of them. And I remember seeing that. So when I was watching that movie, I was kind of just waiting for that scene to happen and Starscream to die. So we have had something similar to that happen in these trailers, and I'm not going to say what it is. We've had two things. One, which I don't think is a death, and I'm not going to say either of them because they are very spoilery clips from the TV spots. One, which I don't think that character dies, but another where it's like verbatim, this character's fucking dead. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just in a TV spot. Yeah, which is disappointing because, like, we... We go to see these these Transformers. I know back in the day it was a, the, the the Michael Bay movies were very human driven movies with Transformers on the side, but we actually care about all of the robots on the screen, no matter if they're good or bad, and we want to go and see who makes it through the movie for ourselves. Mm. So we don't want to be spoiled that. Yeah, and this this is yeah, new. It's bloody Marvel, Star Wars. They're all a lot of people now just will not watch trailers for a new Marvel movie or anything because they just love. Whether it's the editors, whatever it is, just love throwing stuff in there that they probably shouldn't. I know, but for this one, it was really hard because I've been looking so... Like, I just said I'm not going to watch the TV spots, and then they pop up on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just like, ah! Oh. And it's like most of the Actually, spoilery, but it's just really cool little tidbits. Mm. It's just, like, awesome little shots and, you know, better looks at the CG models. Like, if you're not looking at TV spots or, you know, a TikTok account, but you're not, then you're missing all these things of certain characters, like... You don't have a good look at Nightbird in any of the trailers unless you go look at TV spots. You don't see Stratosphere at all unless you watch the TV spot and, one of it, and that TikTok they released. So it's like, you kind of... Or, I mean, you can just wait till the movie, but if you're excited for this thing and you want to know, well, what does Stratosphere look like? You kind of have to go looking for it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I, I think there's... I think there's, especially in the last decade or so, and... I think there's especially an art to putting a trailer out these days, and often the production. So in the old days, the trailer would have been, you know, like cut from footage in the in the finished film, and it was put out to promote the film and stuff. But these days, the trailer is produced as a part of the production of the movie. So the same people who work on the CGI for the movie, they they'll put that stuff into the trailer and they'll work on that. As Mikey said, you know, there's particular things might get covered up. In, in trailers, it definitely happened in Spider-Man, for example. But oh, the art, the art of marketing, the movie is uh, is you know it's evolving, and audience expectations about what you'll see in a trailer 
as you as you watch this uh, the trailer on TV or if you, you know if it pops up on YouTube as you're watching something. Like the expectations of what we want to see in trailers has evolved. The the art of putting things into the trailer and making a trailer appealing and exciting people. Like if you, you look at you look at trailers for you know movies from even like the 80s and the 90s, even even the early 2000s, trailers are just assembled differently now because the audience expectation has shifted. And so a lot of us a lot of us will look at the trailers and just go, oh shit, they're spoiling everything and stuff. But people kind of don't care. Like they're going to watch the trailer and just go, wow, this movie looks awesome. I don't care that it's spoiling things because it's showing me cool stuff. I'm going to go to the movie and I'm going to pay the pay to see the movie because I want to see more cool stuff. They don't necessarily care what's been spoiled in the trailer anymore. I think a lot of older trailers like had a big focus on that. There's a lot more like, voiceover, like the classic trailer voice, mm-hmm. and then you know, promo- like promoting the specific like big star actors. But then also they just spoiled everything. Like the idea of trailers not spoiling things. You're right, is a bit of a more recent thing. I think that the classic example is Revenge of the Sith, where the first trailer for Revenge of the Sith just was a clip show of the entire movie. <laughs> like it was, it was mm. like. Battle of Coruscant still pretty going through one thing after the other until it eventually climaxes, and you, you just see each plot thread, all these character deaths, like from the outset, because it's selling you on like that's just how they did it. I, I think I think that still happens though as well. It's just maybe it's maybe it's not the the media that we consume that seem sees all that stuff, or maybe just you know maybe we don't see all of these uh, spoilery things anymore because we're all binging Netflix where there's no ads or something instead. Mm-hmm. But the like the, the 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 parts of the you know where there's bits of trailers spliced together to but, and they do spoil stuff that definitely still happens. Um, it's actually exceedingly rare for a movie to hold on to its big secret all the way through its marketing and its promotion. I was I was discussing this with someone the other day, and I think in recent memory, the only movie that I can think of in the last few years that really held on to its secret was actually um, uh, the uh, the UFO movie Nope, uh, which came out came out last year, and that was uh, that was that, the trailer for that hid so much of the actual movie uh, it, it was it was great the movie was legitimately surprising by the time you actually went in and and watched it so like i, I think i think this this thing of like trailers still spoil movies i think also the the voiceover stuff that you mentioned like i think they they put voiceovers in movies a lot in movie trailers a lot less these days because there's such a global market for these things and if you put a voiceover on you need to record that voiceover in multiple languages whereas if you just show on-screen text that's easier to translate and it's easier to update and, and render stuff out. So you're not waiting for you're not waiting for humans to come along and record this stuff. Um, so I, I think I think that's that's kind of a sign of the times as to how how production of this stuff has changed over the years. Like there's you you're just you're just less likely to get um, you're less likely to get like an, a, a, a voiceover narratively linking parts of the trailer together. And I think a lot of the time these days they try to try to let the movie speak for itself in trailers instead of potentially misleading the audience with like voiceovers that will uh, amp it up and tell you how how much more exciting the movie is than it actually is and things like that. Mm. I think it's a bit variable because like because um, I've been diving through all the TV spots to get spread out there. Like there's no like you take voiceovers for instance. There's none of that in any of the um, the English language trailers or TV spots, but in, like, uh, 
like Japanese, Korean, and Malaysian, like the par- yeah. Paramount, Japan, Korea, Malaysia, they all have, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, they could be saying nothing whatsoever, but like, you know, it's a bloke shouting in a loud voice at, as the trailer's going through, like, yeah. talking about... But that's the thing, that's the thing, it's a global market, and culturally, yeah. that's, that's how the movies get promoted in those territories. Yeah, like, exactly. someone, so like, there is someone voiceovering just... and hyping it up. Mm-hmm. Like for Western audiences, maybe we've shifted away from that, but different audiences are going to respond to different things. Like, you know, Western audiences, like, you remember, like, you know, the 2010s, every single movie trailer had that, the Hans Zimmer boom, like that. <laughs> dum, mm-hmm. dum. Yep. Every single trailer had that. It's just, yeah, things, yeah. these trends that change over time. Or, like, every trailer now has an end credits scene to the fucking trailer. It's like, movies all have end credits scenes, and now every single trailer has an end credits scene as well. Or a teaser like, of the trailer. A little stinger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, like, yeah. a countdown. Trailer starts. <laughs> and it just, like, clip shows the trailer. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of trailers before trailers. No. Because it's just That's like the worst. It's where they're, a bit where like, like there. <laughs> Why do you need a trailer for, like, a tra- It's bizarre. It's like someone's scrolling through Facebook, then you need to show them the big exciting thing so they don't go, oh, here's a two-minute trailer, I'm not going to watch the whole thing. <sighs> this, is, this, is, this is the thing, though, right? It's a teaser, and it's an official trailer, and then and then it's the, the movie gets released, right? Well, there's multiple teasers, then there's an official trailer, there's an official trailer two or three, and then there's a <laughs> TV spots and stuff, and it's like... They're all just trailers. They're all, they're all, they're all, they're all either they're all, they're either all trailers or they're all teasers. Like they're teasing the audience and trying to get them to come along, or they're all trailers and they're, they're showing you what's going to happen in the movie. Mm. I, I think I think the terminology for this stuff is so so messed up these days. And ultimately, I blame I blame marketing people, right? Um, I say I say I blame marketing people, but like, like marketing has evolved over the last twenty or thirty years, and like there's a massive science to how you market these things now, and you know that every, every single every single part of the trailers that we see, it's all been researched and they'll have tested it. They'll have decided that you know this plays better than this in the trailer. This is likely to result in 0.1 percent more ticket sales if we put this pit in the in the in the trailer and stuff. And like, it's a science. It's an art and it's a science. And um, you know it, it's it's. Just, I'm sounding like an old man shouting at a cloud, right? Like, it's just indicative of where it's indicative of where we are as a society, culturally, in terms of the the movie going audience and market. Uh, and don't forget, also, like these things, this this is designed to get bums on seats in cinemas, right? They want people to pay money to see the movie. It's a sim, it's as simple as that. Like, if if the movie looks exciting. People will go and see. Yeah, you know well, ultimately, the four of us can sit here and say however excited we are about the movie and whatever we think about the characters and stuff that's going to happen. JQ Public is just going to go. Shit, that Transformer blew up and it looks <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go and see more of that. Robots fighting robots. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. Can, um, I'm going to tell you how excited I am to see this movie. I'm seeing it on the eighth, ninth, and tenth. So, yep. yeah, I'm. Uh, and and it's funny because. I was one of the people before we knew this whole um uh the 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 premiere or the premiere screening for all the states or most of the states um and then the advanced the screenings the states that count. <laughs> the states that have power um 
but yeah, before we knew about any of that, all the advanced screenings that are done, which is really good on them, um, I was actually really upset that it was being pushed back to the 22nd. But it, everything working out the way it has now, I'm still seeing it three times before it officially gets released in Australia on the 22nd. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how that worked out. Um, but yeah, it's still a little bit annoying that we like most of the general public were are gonna have to wait till the twenty second. Um, but it, for the the at least for I, the fans, I, I, I think I think I think they're hoping that by the twenty second, everyone will have seen Across the Spider Verse four times, and they'll be done with it, <laughs> and then they can go and see Rise of the Beast. Yeah. Well, that I'm is, seeing that, well, is, that is that is my only theory about why the movie got delayed. Yeah, yeah, funnily enough, I am actually so I've seen I saw Across the Spider Verse the day it came out, and I am also seeing it the day before I see Rise of the Beast. So it'll be Across the Spider Verse, Rise of the Beast, Rise of the Beast, Rise of the Beast. So it's going to be a good week. Mm. Um, across the Beastiverse. Across the Beastiverse. Yeah. yeah, Beasties as the uh, as the, it's UK the Canadian one, version. <laughs> yeah. No, Beasties is the UK, isn't it, or, or the Canadian version? No, it's Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Oh, I always thought it was the UK. So the Canadian version, Beasties. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, we. We were kind of a little bit hard done by, but at least they recognised. Look, the fans are going to get to see it, and the fans are going to be able to see it. And as far as I know, these screenings are starting to sell out a bit, so that hopefully that's good for the movie. And um, yeah, um, I, I've I've seen I've seen early spec. I actually find it really astonishing that such speculation or, or analytics exists projecting first weekend or two weeks of ticket sales for Rise of the Beasts. Given that those ticket sales haven't occurred yet, unless they're just going off like pre-sale data, which is a thing now. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever purchased a movie, a movie ticket so far in advance. No. Yeah. How far? What, what's your record for in advance purchases, Mikey? Um, I think it was the, the the one that I can remember. The most recent one would be Spider Man. Three, mm-hmm. the the new one. Um, I think. Careful, probably should say Far From Home on that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, or No Way Home. No way. No yeah. Way home. Yeah. So it's No Way Home. Uh, so if with No Way Home, I think it was like possibly two or three weeks notice to to for the release. Do you, know, do you know when I bought the tickets for Across the Spider Verse? I saw it last night, mm. six p.m. session. I bought the tickets at five forty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. I just I, I so I don't I don't buy tickets this far in advance, but the 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 on sale date of tickets is now an event that is marked in calendars. And like I have had people ask me on multiple times over the last couple of years, do you have your tickets for this movie that's coming out in like a couple of months yet? I'm like, shit, no, I don't. Like, I'm just gonna go buy them on the day. Like, I I, I don't I don't buy tickets that far in advance. Like I don't I haven't had problems getting into these movies yet. I think some of the some of the Marvel movies um, you end up you might end up having to hunt for a session if you want to go it on a particular day at a, at a particular time. But no, it hasn't really been a problem. But the 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 fact that the fact that tickets are on sale for all of these sessions so far in advance does give them a bit of an indication of how popular a particular movie is going to be, and so they'll they'll project box office takings a couple of weeks in advance, which is where where we get into this the weirdness of this story, which is basically Hasbro has said that they're really happy with the projected 
first couple of weeks of box office sales for the movie. I'm like, but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. How do you know if you're happy with it or not? Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just algorithms, right? It's like, a, you know, movie generates a certain amount of social media buzz. Like, there's a certain amount of other movies generating similar amounts of buzz, and this is how many sales have gone out. This is how much these theaters that we communicate with have allocated. And so it's like, you might, you might go, oh, this is all, like, hypothetical. We can't really predict accurately from this. But it's just enough time has passed away. Collect this data for previous movies and go, okay, this, you know, we know these numbers, X, Y, and Z, you know, theater numbers, you know, social media buzz, free ticket sales, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That produced a movie that made this much money on opening weekend. And then this set of numbers produced a movie that made <laughs> this much money on opening weekend. And then eventually it's just algorithms and eventually they can just predict it and go, this is what it's going to do. It's, well, it's, basi- it's basically chat GPT for movie analytics, right? Now, now that I think about this, so for obviously for the, if they're going for the first two weeks, obviously most of Australia and New Zealand won't be able to be encountered for, accounted for because they're not really getting the full release. I'm hoping, I haven't heard anything. I'm hoping that New Zealand has also been looked after. Just because personally, we don't really hear too much about New Zealand here, at least their, their <laughs> you box said, office. You said, you, you said we don't really hear. I thought you were going to say we don't really care. <laughs> no, I love New Zealand. New Zealand's great. Um, they're pretty much just Australia 2.0. But um, uh, the thing is, I, I hope they've been. I hope they've also been looked after for their their fans that also have to wait until the 22nd. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, so I definitely I definitely don't know. Um, I do want to just in terms of like the size of the market in New Zealand. I'm I'm looking at Box Office Mojo for Bumblebee, and I want to see the international market for oh Box Office Mojo. Oh no, it does. So the so Bumblebee for Australia uh, grossed. Um, uh, so Bumblebee for Australia grossed 8.1 million, mm-hmm. and. Let's see what it was for New Zealand, just for a comparison of the size of the market. And it's 1.5 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, fair. 100, 114 theatres uh, in New Zealand for Bumblebee, mm-hmm. and compared to Australia, I think there's going to be 520 theatres. I think it's actually, I think it's actually really interesting to uh, to think about that. Like you compare to the domestic US market. 3,550 theatres and 127 million. So, like, the it gives it, it. I think it's interesting to keep in keep in perspective the amount of the amount of effect that that's really going to have on the international box office takings for the first couple of weeks is probably not that great. You know, we're, we're we are we are but a drop in the water because uh, while we're a large land mass, we're a small population and we're quite spread out. But um, yeah. Uh, it's it's always just um it's always just uh, interesting to keep this stuff in mind. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. So mentioned at the start, we've got a screening coming up uh, on the eighth of June in Victoria. I'm not going to say where that is because I don't want to rush people wanting to get in the doors. <laughs> since it's a uh... it's it's fine. There's there's screenings coming up everywhere from about from the ninth. Some some states have to wait until the eleventh, I think. And I think. I think Victoria or, or New South Wales has to wait until the 11th or something, but um, but like there are public screenings coming up starting like next weekend. Yeah, event screening. Event cinemas have got a screening on the 9th. Uh, Dendy cinemas have got a screening on the 10th, and Village have got screenings on the 12th, 11th and 12th. Yeah. So there are there are event and- screens happening. Um, Google it if, wherever you are, capital city, smaller town, whatever. Yeah. 
just check out your, your local cinema website, whatever it is, and um, and just see if there's a low effort screening there. All I did for my friend was I just told him, look up Transformers Rise of the Beast Advanced Screening Australia, and then it came up with three different um, cinemas uh, with three different days, with three different times for you to see it. Um, as far as I know, there's still some seats in these. And, and Mike, Mikey bought a ticket to all of them. <laughs> I literally did. I'm going. I'm actually going all over the place in in Sydney. So um, yeah, um, that's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So I suppose in a week's time, of all four of us, I'll be the only one that hasn't seen it. Mikey, you're going to see it well and truly three or four times for me. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this again in a week or if it's going to be a couple of weeks, but um, we probably should come back on and discuss the movie once we've all had a time time to see it. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, yeah, it'd be a good episode. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? What we've seen on the base? Anything we haven't covered? I think we've sort of looked at it all. Um, kept it pretty well spoiler free, which which I'm happy with. Um, I think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah, I, I hope yeah, so. It's gonna be, a lot. Gonna... The trailers just have a lot of robots, yep. and that's that's the main thing. Is I... like the Transformers are there. That's all. A kind of. I, I'm go- I'm going to relay uh, a thought that I I saw posted by by a friend online. He said that he's read all of the spoilers for it because he he likes to be spoiled for movies so that he doesn't spend time trying to follow the plot and and, and ends up enjoying the movie. Oh. That's how that, that's how that's how he consumes it. He said Fair he's enough. read all of the spoilers for it, and he said of all of the things that are, that he's read in the spoilers, he said he's happy with all of it, and he's happy with the the happy with the way that the plot goes for all of it. And um, he said there's there's only there's a couple of things he said he might have done differently if it was his movie, and he said it's fine. He's he's fine with all of it. So um, I I think that's a I think that's a pretty good uh, I think it's a pretty good sign. Mm. Well, that's pretty much what I've done on all the films previous. I haven't gone deep in the spoils. You talked earlier before the recording about uh, end credits scenes and all that. I've got no idea what's going on there. I just haven't haven't looked into any of yeah, that. And, um, I don't. I'm sure. I don't know, nor do I want to I'm sure by the weekend, once you've all had a chance to see, I'm going to be annoying the shit out of you, trying to <laughs> tell me tell me everything. But uh... Mate, you can you can already haunt threads on TFW. Oh yeah, already, sure. it's already it's all the entire things out there. I um. I just want to say, uh, so myself and Clinton will be covering the Sydney event for Toy Reel. Um, so we'll be providing some video and, and, and audio from that. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, and yeah, so you'll at least get to see what we see, um, beforehand for the, for the screening. Um, and yeah, it, uh, I just want to again say, if you are listening, Hasbro and Paramount, um, thank you for actually caring about the fans this much. You know, I know there were re- are there obviously reasons behind your um, decision to push the movie back, whatever it was. Hopefully, it makes the mo- money more, the movie more money, and then we get more movies in the future. So that's the that's. The I, hope. Th- I, I, th- I I'm pretty sure his name is Miles Morales, but yeah. <laughs> yes, well there you go. Thanks, Miles. But. It's very it's very convenient that your movie is absolutely amazing and I really loved it and I'm happy to see that one again too. Um, but yeah, so thanks Hasbro and um, Hasbro and Paramount for that opportunity and um, yeah we are uh, um, we hope we can stay in your favor for the future for hopefully maybe something like this to happen in maybe in the next movies or so. But we'll see. Yeah. 
Yep. Very good. Fingers very crossed. Good. <laughs> All right. Jason, Max, Mikey, thanks for joining me on this Sunday afternoon session looking at uh, the beasts before we get to the beasts. Um, I think that's about it. It was the, it was the, the pre-beast recording. Yes. <laughs> pre-beast yeah. Um Look, so when we, when we do these recordings, we usually talk about new acquisitions. Does anyone actually have... Uh, like beast uh, rise of the beasts toys to talk about or any any new acquisitions they want to talk about not a single beast related thing whatsoever <laughs> no mo- no movie <laughs> stuff at all I've... i um okay blocky sorry just real quick i've played beast wars monopoly twice since <laughs> um since uh, we've recorded uh i am happy to say that i won the first game and i came second in the second game uh just, just got to say, if any, like, I, I really love this version of Monopoly. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot different to the uh, the standard Monopoly, and actually finishes within an hour and a half to two hours. Not like goes on forever like normal Monopoly. Um, there's actually a lot of fun Transformers aspects to it. Trans, actually, transforming has advantages and disadvantages in this game, or maximizing and terrorizing has advantages and disadvantages in this game. Um, so yeah, if you've got a chance, if you can find it for a good price, I'd pick up. Um, Beast Wars Monopoly because it's it's a really fun game and if you can play it's um it's really good but yeah that's that's uh, oh, there might have been a beast that I picked up re- I think well my figure of the year last year was um Inferno so that's that's my beast related content there mm-hmm. fair enough too I actually do have I do have a couple of Rise of the Beasts acquisitions um because I went to the JB Hi-Fi uh, event the other day in order to spin the wheel I purchased some Transformers products. And so um, I can show I can show these to the people on the on the Skype recording. Uh, I picked up the little Jada diecast uh, figures. So I got the I got the um, Optimus Prime and the Bumblebee uh, Camaro. Nice. Nineteen seventy seven Chevrolet Camaro Bumblebee. So yeah, um, they're a nice couple of nice couple of things. They're they're large diecast vehicles and they're fifteen bucks each. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know quite a reasonable also, price. Well, also, I do want to. I just do. I do want to remind people as well, since we've talked a little bit about JB Hi-Fi and stuff like that. Um, they've actually got a new range of Transformers T-shirts um, in stock in the last couple of weeks as well. So, if you head in, I picked one of them up as well at the uh, at the event. Um, if you head into the JB Hi-Fi stores, like there's Transformers T-shirts all over the place. Um, most of them are Optimus Prime. I'm pretty sure all of them actually are Optimus <laughs> they Prime. They are, yes. <laughs> um, good, good, good spread of designs, if not characters. But they're also pretty reasonable at 25 bucks each. Yep. So um, give give them a go as well. Yep. So if you are a massive Megatron fanboy, go in and buy an Optimus Prime one. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a, if you're a massive Megatron fanboy, head over to RadioVelvet.com because there's an absolutely amazing the Megatron t-shirt. shirt. Um, they're also, the, the T-shirts from Radio Velvet, they're, they're expensive, but they're extremely high quality, as Mikey will attest, because he's oh, wearing one right now. They are very but, comfortable um, and very well made, yeah. There's, there's fantastic, um, yeah, there's fantastic uh, Megatron artwork. Uh, I'm one of, one of, it's one of my favourite pieces from the More Than Meets the Eye exhibition. Um, and so, yeah, you can get, you can get an awesome Megatron T-shirt on a, um, a print on a T-shirt. Or you can buy the print yourself as well. But, yeah, all of this stuff from the More Than Meets the Eye exhibition, uh, it's on sale at RadioVelvet.com. Yep. Sweet. Mm. Nice. I picked up a couple of MJ to Toys diecast stuff. Uh, last year it would have been. I know they'd done a bigger Optimus Prime as well that I picked up and had my son going because mm, I thought yeah. I'd bought him MP10 and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but Jada, Jada do a lot of franchise yeah. figures. It's a shame they only do one or two vehicles with 
especially live action Transformers with uh, just how uh, how many vehicles are featured in the films and they yeah, I was so I actually I walked into JB Hi-Fi yesterday and I saw the Wheeljack uh, vehicle there as well. Okay, so like, yeah. I, that's cool. I think there's I think there's a few there's there's so there's three that I've seen in that small size. There's the Optimus Prime in a larger size, uh, and they do other franchises as well. I've seen the Time Machine from Back yeah, to the Future yeah. and stuff as well. Yeah, got I, I think I think I think they're really sort of getting out there with their uh, diecast vehicle stuff. You know, good on them. Yeah, um, and obviously, obviously the movie's got the license for those cars, the looks as well, and. I know I've said it before that people don't like figures that don't transform, but just having like having that G1 Prime then and having the masterpiece version standing next to it, I reckon it would look display really well. But uh, that's me. Um, I've, I've that sounds fair too. Yeah, I've I've been watching the Beast figures come and go at the local stores and just couldn't do it. Couldn't pay any money on them except for this past weekend. I picked up the uh, the Voyager Prime just because it's Prime. I know the Buzzworthy Bumblebee one's coming, and it's a lot better looking figure, but uh, how easy that's going to be to get and how much it's going to be. Oh, you, you've got the Rise of the Beasts branded uh, Voyager Prime. Yes. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, in, fact, in fact, I also need to mention, I actually I picked up Scourge at the, uh, the JB event as well. That was one of the prizes that I got for spinning the wheel. Oh, nice. Um, oh, so yeah, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> I that is a good prize. <laughs> Take a it's a, it's a good figure. prize. Like, like I said, yeah, they, they were they were really going all out on giving out um, prizes and figures for people. Uh, it was, I can't believe it was really, the really photos cool. people posted. It was like yeah, giant piles of yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll open up Scourge. I'll open up Scourge by the time we uh, we record the uh, the post the post movie discussion and see how we go. <laughs> Not, uh, we're not going to mark down any dates or times when that's going to happen. It's, it'll happen eventually. Um, I hope it's not well, you, four months. You're before just going to have to. You're just going to have to get out to the movies uh, next weekend and, and go see it. Yeah, oh, well, won't it probably won't be till the twenty second. Next two weekends are pretty mm. full, full packed on at the moment. Fair enough. So, yeah. So um, anyway, I think that's it. So thanks guys for joining me on this. Uh, Thank you. Weird and different Thank way. We, I don't think we've touched Skype for about six years. So. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's long enough that your your Skype account is different. It's not yeah. the one that I had on my I had to download on my Skype list. <laughs> yeah. I had to I, re-download Skype. Yes, so, so, you know, I, I have no idea how to uh, use this thing. I think I'm using different uh, accounts as well. <laughs> amazingly, I went from one Skype call to this today, so like I've, I've, I had two Skype calls in a row, right. and yeah, that's uh, that's almost unheard of. Uh, alright thanks guys thanks for uh, listening to the listeners and uh, yep we'll be back for uh, 271 whenever that shall be we will be back in the fullness of time yep (laughs) (laughs) see you guys see you guys